empowered. I think that that's definitely the key word. I for sure have felt so much more confident and secure in myself after becoming a foot model. I don't know what it is about feet, but there's something just super powerful about being able to wiggle your toes and have a man kneel for you. That's that's empowering. (laughs) Dear Sam, yes. Dear Susie, where? Dear Sam, when? This is the What Bird Are You podcast. This is our podcast celebrating sex. Safe sex. Consensual sex. Sex without shame or guilt. The kind of sex you discover when you become your first best lover. We'll be talking about our own sexual experiences and bringing other people's voices into the dialogue. And we will be reviewing sex toys. (laughs) (laughs) We're people who simply enjoy sex. So if you are not an adult or unwilling to be part of a frank conversation about sex, this is not for you. If you're under 18, do you really want to hear people your parents' age talking about sex? Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. A big part of the What Bird Are You podcast is the celebration of sexual pleasure. Susie and I talk about our own sexual experiences, and we encourage you to reach out and tell us what makes sex enjoyable for you. How are you communicating? How are you in the process of being a better person through experiencing sex. In this episode, we have the full interview with Susie and foot fetish content creator Stephanie Mason. She uses foot fetish as a form of empowerment and creativity. She really seems to be enjoying it. And as Susie is creating her own foot fetish channel, Mistress Honey Toes, she's also enjoying the empowerment and the light of self-producing content. Before we get into their interview, I want to read a little bit from Stephanie's OnlyFans profile at SM Feet Fet. Welcome to my playground. As you get to know me on a more personal level, you'll see that I'm playful and sensual. There is no full nudity or sex. What I do is sensual seduction and casual, natural feminine eroticism. I am a sophisticated, mature, dominant alpha female. I'm strict yet nurturing with a wicked foot fetish. So if a mature, dominant alpha female is what you're into, you're going to enjoy this conversation with Stephanie Mason and Susie. Enjoy. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me today on the What Bird Are You podcast. This is a podcast we started a little while ago, and we talk about all things sex and sexual and just trying to open up the open the dialogue around safe consensual sex and in all different forms and so let me just tell you why I've invited you so about six months ago maybe four um, I got into feet and into feet fetishes and started my own little foot fetish like Instagram and so I've been looking at other people's content and all these other different content creators and I came across your stuff and I was like Oh my gosh, it's next level. Like what oh, you're doing, it really you. is. So I'm a fan. Let me just start by saying I'm a I'm a super fan, and um, I just really wanted to 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 ask you questions and bring you on and 
I think uh, one of our more recent podcast episodes, we talked about fetishes and different types of fetishes and what does this mean and, and where does this come from? And we really taught, you know, I, I mentioned how the foot fetish world is the number one fetish, or maybe, you know, it's in the top one or two fetishes of all fetishes for people. And um, that's where, you know, after thinking about that episode, and then I started thinking about what I see you doing and you do different types of stuff. That's why mm-hmm. I was so interested in just getting your voice on and hearing just where you started and, um, and how you ended up here. Great. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. So thank you for having me. I absolutely love what you're doing. I think that that's like right up my alley. I've always been an advocate for um, positive sexual exploration. I think it's important that people understand that fetishes and kinks aren't something that need to be um, hidden behind closed doors. It doesn't have to be taboo or nasty or dirty. Of course right. it can be. <laughs> but um, I, I think that I, uh, through my experiences, um, discovering foot fetish has really opened up my eyes because it is so diverse and there is so many levels to it. And I'm finding it really fascinating. Even um, I didn't have a foot fetish before, but it is definitely something that is developing in me the more and more I'm exploring it. And I'm also finding that I'm learning a lot about myself through it, just people making requests of things that I would have never even thought could be something um, sexual, but even even if it's not sexual, even just things like dangling your shoes and how elegant and beautiful and, and sexy that can make me feel, but I don't have to be naked. Uh, so I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a really good time. <laughs> well, and that's one thing that really stood out to me. So when I first got started, I like I said, I was brand new to it. And I was like, does it, do I have to be like half dressed? Do I have to show my tits and ass to get people to really notice me? And when I started looking at your stuff, you don't do a lot of that. Like it is just your feet and you having fun and doing different things. And um, yes, there's a sexy element to it, but you know, you are very moderated in that and classy with it. And it's kind of made me realize, oh good, I don't have to do that. I really can just, um, just, you know, showcase my feet, which is nice. So absolutely. How long have you been doing this? Um, I think it's about, I'm going to say two years that I've okay. really um, been doing it uh, full, full force. I'm sure I spent probably several months similar to yourself, just following other models and watching YouTube videos and just exploring the internet for all these different things. Like, what is this? What is this all about? And trying to find my own place. in the fetish world because there's so many different avenues you can take it and I I also wanted to it was at a point it came to me in a point of my life where I was changing uh, Mm. myself um with with the the pandemic locking everything down and being stuck at home and (laughs) wondering like, am I just cooking and cleaning and raising children? Is is this what I'm going to do until I die? (laughs) I I wanted to discover like, who am I? What what can I do that makes me feel empowered? That makes me feel creative? um, And that makes me feel beautiful at at, at whatever age I'm I'm going to be something that I can take with me and not 
not um, be held back by feeling like, well, uh, let me give you some, some context there. I, when I was a teenager, I did do some fashion modeling. Uh, so I did some runway and things like that. And then I met my loving husband and I got married and had children and pff, there goes the one, <laughs> which I was totally fine with. I, I made that choice. I'm happy that I, I had a family. And um, there, there was always that part of me that kind of it kind of stung that like, oh, I guess I, I can't do that anymore because I, you know, those kind of companies and magazines and things like that, they really do have a cutoff age, which mm -hmm. is, it is what it is. And, and that's fine. Um, but now I'm finding like, that doesn't even matter what whatsoever. And I can, I can kind of find my own voice and what's my own character. And it's taken time to get there. And I, I, I know that's probably why you see I'm dabbling in a little bit of this and a little bit of that because <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it all out. What, what is, what's my thing that I want to do, do? Well, and that's what, so for, I'm going to say your description here on, um, you have multiple, this is Stephanie Mason dot official freelance model and actress powerhouse female expressing her passions. I love that. And um, so what one of the things we touched on in the the kink episode was the whole giantress thing and it yes. was fascinating to me and i because like you said earlier like i i think kinks should be celebrated i'm personally fascinated by them very interested i love to hear what different people are um what their kink is um i, I love it because that's so creative right that's them expressing yes. the true selves and when I started doing the foot thing, that's when I started getting requests, like you mentioned, and, and one of them was giantress. And I wasn't aware that that was even a thing. And then when I started, like I found you and that's definitely, you have a whole, um, you know, a follow a pretty big following for that. And you do it really well. So how did you get into that? Um, giantess for me was actually, um, a fan of mine who I guess had been following my foot modeling um, pages and accounts for some time and he approached me and said okay I'm ready <laughs> and he said I would like you to be my giantess goddess I, I I really like what you're doing and I feel like I can trust you and I was really touched by that and he was the first person to order a giantess custom mm -hmm. video from me and I have um I actually went to college for film production digital film production oh, okay. which I took nowhere <laughs> <laughs> so I've always loved that I've always loved um camera manipulation and fantasy building and acting and uh, I I really I really went for it in that video and I had such a great time and he absolutely loved it and I thought well this is this is this is this is me this is what I want to do so I, love it. I put put that out and he was such a gentleman and he um even though it was a custom video he wanted me to be able to share it so that the rest of the community can see what I'm doing and I that he encouraged me and helped me get set up with another Instagram account get set up on YouTube and it's just been exploding from there and I'm having such a great time with it and meeting so many new people who are teaching me about the world and just having conversations with them as well has been instrumental to understanding this uh 
kink, I guess. Yeah, this this yeah. new giant test. Yeah, it is. It, it is a kink. And um, so, no, I love it. So when you say, is it just requests that you're learning more about, about them, about yourself, about, do you, do you get any, let me ask you this. Do you get any requests that you <laughs> are shocked by? Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> but that's mostly just because I'm not, um, mm, how to say this. Nothing really surprises me because I'm into a lot of weird stuff myself in my personal life. So <laughs> what might be considered a weird request to somebody else seems like a perfectly fun thing for me sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of things, things that I wouldn't have expected, like um, just to throw something out there, like popping balloons. Never would I ever think that that would be considered uh, a sexual kink and uh i but that would be something that uh, i had a request for and i was like sweet that sounds like <laughs> I fun felt like, i felt like a kid <laughs> just blowing up balloons and popping them and i had such a great time and it, it wasn't about being sexy it was just about enjoying enjoying the process um could that be considered a weird request yeah maybe so what I find with foot stuff for me, it's not sexual, but it's extremely satisfying. And I'm not sure why, like the more I do it, the more I watch it, the more I'm involved, the more just sense of satisfaction that I seem to get from it. So um, that's a great point. Yes. Yeah. I understand that. Did you start with feet or did you do something else? Like when you were like two years ago, you're like, okay, I need something for me. I started myself. with, I started with feet. I actually started only showing my feet, mm -hmm. nothing above the knees. It was just, just, just my feet. Um, I didn't want to show my face. I didn't want to show my body. And it was important for me that I had reached a certain level of success um, with just my feet. Cause I wanted to be known as a foot model, um, not as a cam girl or right. um, whatever else you might. <laughs> Well, yeah. in the fetish community you know I, I don't want to say that I, I don't do porn because it is it is porn but uh, like you had mentioned it can be very non-sexual but still feel so satisfying and once I started feeling a bit more comfortable uh with my feet and my confidence in knowing that hey I can be in control of this and I can show as much or as little as I want and how creative I can get with trying to be sensual with just my feet mm -hmm. I, I, I got I, I got addicted to it and I just wanted to take it to the next level and do more and I did find that um, it was a little bit difficult with just feet because there are unfortunately a lot of scammers in the community and people want to see that that the, the, the person who the feet belong to, they want to know that it's an act, that it's a female or that you are who you say you are. And I wanted to be as authentic and, and honest with my fans as possible. So I did start taking pictures with my face included and, and showing a bit more of my body. Now that I feel like my, my reputation is, is solid, I, th I feel like it's not going to be misconstrued what I'm about or what I'm into. 
So it started off with just feet and the more and more I get into it and the more comfortable I'm becoming, I'm starting to explore other avenues in it too. I love that. Um, so you, okay. It looks like you've got multiple Instagram accounts. I think I found you on YouTube and then you've got a lot of other ways for people to be able to reach out to you. Do you want to talk about a few of those? Sure. Yeah. I, um, I am multifaceted. I think all people have different sides to them. Like uh, yoga has been very important in my life. It's, it's completely changed me and it's been instrumental in my confidence building and being able to really appreciate my body, not for what it looks like, but for what it can do. Um, And I find that feet and yoga go so perfect together um like the pilates stance with pointing your toes and being able to be um like just flexible in your ankles things that you wouldn't really think about but now that i'm doing foot modeling i'm like oh 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 i know i know these poses i do them in yoga practice all the time so i i wanted to have an element that wasn't really about foot fetish but was maybe about foot health or foot care and exercising and I I love my high arches that's that's <laughs> probably my biggest kink with feet I love that curvature of, of the feet I find it so feminine and um through through doing yoga now I'm I'm finding more videos from other people doing feet yoga and that's definitely something that I want to do as a side project and then Giantess as well. So I have my Giantess Instagram and my yoga Instagram and my feet Instagram because I, I tried at first putting it all together, but it's very difficult because uh, a lot on the foot fetish side, um, a lot of my the followers are submissive and they're more into sort of a, a dominant female. And I do have that side of me, but... I also have fans and followers who are not submissive and they don't want to be dominated. And I don't want to enforce that on, on anybody because that right. defeats the whole purpose. So I try to sep- separate it all so that I have different places where I can tap into my different things. So that's pretty much my, my three uh, elements. My, um, my OnlyFans accounts, I also have a giant test one and a foot fetish one. Same with on Facebook, I have a, a feet yoga group, a femdom group, and just a regular myself being myself page. Uh, what else do I have? I'm on Reddit. I'm oh, that's right. Yeah, I thought I took a picture of all of that because I was like, oh my gosh, she's got so much stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much SM feet fed everywhere. everything. <laughs> And I don't know if that's the best way to go or not, but I didn't know where I wanted to be. So I said, okay, let me try everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wish I had kept that. Um, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Well, it's impressive. So that's got to be time consuming. How much time time do you you spend a a day or a week? I am pretty much constantly on my phone. Mm. It annoys my husband, to be honest. (laughs) 
but I, I, I'm, I'm growing my business and I'm putting everything into it. I, I wake up. First thing I do is I check my phone, check my notifications, see what DMs I need to answer. Um, and then I spend maybe an hour or two replying to messages and just seeing where, like, do I have orders or are these just people who want to say, hi, how are you? And trying to navigate where I'm supposed to put my time is, is, is a challenge. Uh, and then I, been doing research and trying to find out when is the best times to post on various social media platforms. Yeah. Things like Twitter and Reddit are very dependent on people being online when you post. Otherwise, you could be posting things and nobody's ever going to see it. And that can be frustrating because your content could be fire. But if they don't, if, if nobody's seeing it, you're not, you're not going to get that. Um, you're not going to get your, your, your audience growing. So sometimes I have to wake up uh, sometimes I, I I had a sub who was from Australia, so I was waking up at like four a.m. just to be able to send off messages. Wow, <laughs> that's nuts. dedication. <laughs> it's nuts. And then I'm editing videos, so when I'm not making customs or on social media, um, either just replying to comments or reading comments to see what what's happening in my stuff, I'm editing videos. Um, even when I'm, I'm on my way to family events, I try to sneak in a couple pictures in the backyard or wherever I can. It's, it's constant. It's, constant. it's, it's definitely more hours than a full-time job, mm. but I love it. So it doesn't quite feel like work and I'm happy to put in the time for it because I do see the reward coming back with the effort that I'm putting in. Well, then that does make it worth it. Um, is there certain things that maybe you used to do that you found just aren't worth it anymore? Like maybe you, I don't know, used to do something, but now you're like, oh, custom videos is where I need to go. And do you also do FaceTime with people or is it mostly just through texting? I sometimes do uh, FaceTime or, or, or like Skypes or live live chats like this, but it's very difficult for me to do that because I am also a, a mother. I have children. So I try to fit in all of my like adulty stuff while yeah. we're at school. <laughs> um, so I, it's not very convenient for me to always do a live thing. That makes sense. So I, for myself, I mostly, um, take an, an order in advance and then I, I I ask them to give me a couple days and once the timing is right for me on my end that there's nobody around and the sun is shining and the light is good then that's when I, I do my work so I don't do a whole lot of live um, live calls yeah that makes sense um, so, okay, you do have an OnlyFans, you've got the Snapchat, the Facebook, the Reddit, the Twitter, the multiple Instagram accounts, um, and then, you know, I contacted you on Telegram, and then, of course, you've got your email, YouTube, and then looks like feet photos on Etsy, which I love, is that correct? Yes, I just started on Etsy. I did actually used to have an account on Etsy, but I... Um, wasn't very aware of all of their rules and oh. I may have broken a couple and I got that account uh, deleted. So I suggested oh. if anyone's going to be on Etsy, be very careful. Um, so, but I, I did, I did start a new channel on Etsy now for custom videos and um, doing modeling for giantess 
uh, collages. I mm -hmm. see a lot of people, they really like to do their own edits. So they want a model who looks like she's stepping on a building or, or who's dangling a tiny above their mouth. So I do that through Etsy uh, where they can just order the picture and then I send it off uh, as a raw file and let them remove the background and add whatever special effects they I found your like pricing page and I was really impressed because that's something that I'm like, well, how, how much do people charge for like custom photos, custom videos and all that? And you look like you were pretty dialed in with your prices. Did that, how did you figure that out? That took a little while. Uh, it comes from doing market research. Yeah. I used to be a, a senior pricing analyst for, for a big company. That's what I did before I decided that I hated it and quit. <laughs> So I fully understood the, the, the importance of doing your research. And in my earlier days when I was following other models and I was looking at their pricing menus and I knew that I didn't want to be the cheapest and I didn't want to be the most expensive, still building, building my brand and, and introducing myself. So really the pricing came from just being aware of what the general market is charging. And as time went on, I, I was able to tweak it based on how much time it takes me to do certain projects. And for me, it's, it's not so much uh, about how much a picture is worth. It's about how much time does it take me to set up my camera, do my makeup, get my outfit put together, set up lighting. Do I need to do editing after some, I, I, it, it's nothing. Once I have everything all set up, I can take 10 pictures in 30 seconds. So the pricing came from just experience, um, knowing what I like to do and how much time it takes me. And I just dialed in on that. Yeah, that makes sense. We've talked to a few other content creators in different ways and they said something similar, right? It's, it's how, much, how much money is my time worth? You know, yeah. how much, you know, how much does this take for me to put it all together, to get it all together, not just for the end product. Right. Plus all of the talking and chatting before doing a custom that that's right. something that I think people don't consider as part of the service, but it truly is. I, I can spend three days building up to a custom with somebody just from the teasing and the texting. And by the time they, they, they before they've even gotten the video, they're already pumped and excited. excited. Um, so I, I factor that in as well with my pricing. Um, I charge a little bit less through my uh, clip store on I Want Clips. I offer a bit of a discount on there because it's not as personal. It's more anonymous. They just log in, place an order. I film it and I send it to them. Whereas on OnlyFans, it's a lot more personal. I spend more time um, asking them questions and trying to understand what it is, what it understand their fetish because that makes it easier for me to understand what I need to do in a video because everybody's foot fetish is a little bit different. And what I would do in a video for one customer, I won't do for another customer because each person has their own slight, slightly different tastes. So I spend a lot of time just trying to get to know who my client is. And that, I think that is really where the, the value is. That's, that's where the, I wish I could charge more for that, but the market <laughs> isn't there. The market is right now is all about, oh, I pay for a video or I pay for pictures. But it's so much more than that that people yeah. don't realize. 
Yeah. Well, you're really fulfilling that fantasy for them. And to be able to do it, it sounds like you're dedicated to doing a quality job. And that, that takes that trying. time. Yeah. So, okay. You do have an OnlyFans. Do you do more explicit content? I mean, I know what you do on Instagram is, is feet and it's great, but it's, you know, do you have more explicit content that you do for folks? I, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't do nudity okay. and, um, I guess even my more explicit content is still subtle. Um, it's hard to explain. I'm very much into the mental aspects of King. I like the seduction factors. I, I've definitely on my OnlyFans, I up my language. Uh, I talk about a lot more things that I that I don't on Instagram or or anything that's that's public. Um, I tease a lot more. I, I definitely have. Uh, um, and in my my custom videos that are private between me and him, I'm much more open to uh, getting more sexual with my videos. Mm-hmm. Still within my own limits, I, there's certain things that I just don't feel comfortable doing um, because I am married and I do have a relationship with my husband and he knows everything that I do. And we've agreed together on some general general rules that he's like I'm not comfortable with these things but if you want to do these things then go ahead so the answer is yes I do do slightly more explicit content but not not like fully yeah not like a lot of that yeah yeah because there's some extremely explicit stuff on OnlyFans so yeah yeah yeah. it's it's OnlyFans is a strange place because it's almost I mean it's it's known for nudity and highly sexual content but it absolutely doesn't have to be and there's all kinds of things that are that are on there that aren't that (laughs) but usually when people hear OnlyFans they do kind of have this uh, expectation of what they think is going to be on theirs. I'm yeah. trying with, with my, uh, like with my social media platforms to paint a generalized picture of what I like to do. And then on my only fans, I can be a bit more open and talk more about adulty type things. Uh-huh. That makes sense. So what is the one, is there one particular platform where you get the most traction or people contacting you or the most, um, y- you know, business from? Mm. It's a little bit all over the place. Um, right now I'm finding that Reddit seems to attract more of a serious um, buyer. Um, Facebook has been great for for socializing and um, getting into the community and building a fan base. But Facebook is really for socializing. It's not for sales. There's so many rules and it's so easy to get in trouble and there's so many trolls. So (laughs) I've I've taken a step back from from there. Um, But getting started, it was it was it was a great place because they have a lot of private groups where if you don't really want all of your stuff to be seen by anybody online that was really helpful but reddit definitely pulls more customers Hmm. i would not have thought that that's interesting um okay what else 
Well, I love what you, I'm going to go back to yoga because I just found your oh. yoga stuff today and I was, I'm, I, yoga is huge in my life and it oh, is lovely. something that, um, and we'll talk in other episodes, my partner and I about, you know, sexuality and how to build that in, in women. And I find for me, yoga makes me feel sexier. It makes me feel stronger. And I love what you said about it's because what can you do with your body? How strong are you? You know, right. um, I'm not going to look different you know, but before yoga versus after, but I feel different. I feel sexier after that. And I love, absolutely. it's an empowering thing. So I was really excited today to find like your yoga information too, or your yoga page and all that. I think that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Um, well, and then that just goes back into really the sexuality of it all. So it, now would you say that the whole foot fetish thing is more sexual for you or is it still just fun? Yes, yes. It, it always had been. Um, I mean, get, getting a foot massage feels just as good to me as being fingered, if I can say, okay. I can say that. Oh, there yeah. are certain, certain sensations that I, I guess that I didn't know that I, that I, I would feel like having your toes sucked. It feels different. There's, there's so many different sensations in there that I find very stimulating. Um, I, I, I'm very sexually active. My, my husband and I, we're actually swingers. Oh, I love um, that. So, and we're, we're, that's good. Uh, uh, I think that's really helped us be comfortable with me doing this as a business. We understand that bond that we have with each other and that trust and open communication that we've learned to, to do with each other now lets me explore sex beyond sex. That makes sense. It's not it just not. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> you know, I love that you brought up the whole swinger thing. We are, we talk a lot about polyamory and mm -hmm. multiple and what that looks like and exploring sexuality in different ways. And um, so I was wondering if you were in the lifestyle, do you bring that up? Like when you're swinging, like, do people know about your, your feet stuff? Yes, actually, I'm very open with, with people. I, I'm very proud of the work that I've, I've done. Uh, I, I wanted to, at one point I made a decision. I was either going to show my body or show my face. So when I made that decision, I was very conscious about how I wanted to be perceived in public, like on Instagram and things like that. I, I, I have children and I, I want them to be proud of me. I don't want to hide who I am or what I do from anybody because I'm, I'm done with that. I'm right. done. I've, <clears throat> I've been hiding who I am and what my passions are and what I'm into and my kinks for so long. And now that I have a group of friends that never judge what I'm into because they're into weird things. I'm into <laughs> weird things. We can do weird <laughs> things together. <laughs> It's so liberating and it feels so much better to just be open. Admit it, be open. I don't need to throw it in front of anybody's face. And I respect that it's certainly not for everybody and not everybody's always going to understand it. Yeah. Uh, I don't try, I don't really talk about it a whole lot because my personal lifestyle is irrelevant to, to my business and it's not really anybody's business really, 
but it it does allow me to be able to have conversations with people that I'm very comfortable talking talking to them about any topic because I have these conversations with strangers uh, often when you're, you meet a new couple you you have to you have to be honest with each other you have to ask questions like what yeah. are you into what are you not into what are your hard limits is your partner okay with this and uh, that has been I think that that really makes a difference in what I do versus perhaps um, a model who maybe is not quite in the lifestyle and they're basing a lot of their information on porn culture versus real life experience. So it does come up a little bit, but I I try to keep it fairly on the table. Well, that makes sense. And so for me, like just getting started with a lot of this, I don't use my real name, um, even for the podcast. And we talked about this on our very first podcast because, and, 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 and I'm conflicted about that. You know, I am, I'm really proud of the content that I put out. I'm really proud of the pictures that I put online and I'm really proud of the work that we're doing through the podcast. Um, and it, it was interesting when I very first started doing it, some of my close friends were like, oh no, 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 you can't, you know, you can't put your name on that. It's, it's going to be online forever. And in my head, I'm like, well, who cares? I, I want it to be, that's why I'm doing this. And I'm still working through that in my own, uh, my own mind. And what does that look like? And, um, so it's been an interesting journey so far, you know, with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I probably will pretty soon get to it. The more I do it, the more I'm just like, I am really proud of this. So I personally love to get spanked. So what I really wanted to do, like with my Instagram was foot fetish and spanking photos, you know, because mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. love the two. It doesn't really have to be one or the other. Um, and, and so probably a little bit more explicit stuff. And <clears throat> that's where I got a little a little nervous. I still work full time here where I live for the hospital system and teenagers and these things go, these things go through my head, but um, no, it's, it's good to hear you say that. And you are, you're Stephanie Mason. You're Um, Stephanie Mason is not my real name. Oh, Stephanie is my middle name and Mason is made up. It's the street I grew up on. It's like my stripper (laughs) name, you know, your middle name and the street you grow up. Oh, right, right. Um, but I, but I embody, I embody Stephanie Mason. Like it's, it's my, it's, 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 I, uh, what's the word? Have you ever seen the show, um, um, making of Anna Delphi? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was just, (laughs) it's your alter ego. It's my alter ego. (laughs) It's still me. It's still, it's absolutely me, but it's my you know, at, at home, I'm a little different. And- yeah. <laughs> well, we all have different roles that we play for different people in different ways, you know? Yes, so, yes. And, and you, you're definitely taking on a role for your fans and for people that buy content and stuff. Um, so I started the foot fetish, uh, the foot page because I've always had huge feet. And when I was mm-hmm. young, I, like I wear a size 11 in women's. And when I was young, I was really self-conscious about my feet. I was really, I was always like nervous about the shoes I bought. Well, first of all, I couldn't find shoes a lot that fit right, me. Yeah. So it was always kind of a thing where I was like, oh, embarrassed about my feet. And, but I always thought I had beautiful feet. 
I was always kind of like, well, my feet are lovely though. And, and so for me, I think it's been really empowering, but my feet are extremely sensitive. Like I've never allowed anyone to touch my feet. They're so ticklish and they're so sensitive. And, and, um, my, uh, uh, um, my, 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 my podcast partner, Sam, he has been so good at like being really gentle with my feet and, and like kissing my feet and sucking my toes. And you kind of mentioned this earlier. I had never felt those sensations. Like I had never allowed anyone to touch my feet and now I love it. You know, now it has kind of become part of our normal play. It's really changed and evolved. So I do think there's a lot. We did talk to another content creator and she mentioned how like doing content like this does make her feel sexier, made her feel more empowered in a lot of ways. And, and I feel like I heard you say that earlier. Absolutely. I, I think that that's the, definitely the key word that empowered. I for sure have felt so much more confident and secure in myself after becoming a foot model. I don't know okay. what it is about feet, but there's something just super powerful about being able to wiggle your toes and have a man kneel for you. Like that's, <laughs> that's empowering. <laughs> Do you ever have women con contact you for content? Not so much. Um, I'm totally okay with it. I would love to make content for women. I think yeah. that would be even, uh, that, that would be an, another uh, another something a little bit different to to play around with. Um, I haven't done any content for women. I'm pretty sure that I have some some followers, um, some fans that um, are women, and they 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 like my content. And but I haven't uh, specifically made anything for. For, for another woman. Yeah. I had a few women reach out and it, um, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell who's scammers and who's not. That's what I'm working through right now. So yeah, that, that <laughs> can, that can be tricky. And that um, over time you get used to it. They, they, they tend to have, they tend to use the same language. It's almost like a script that they copy and paste. And there's certain yeah. keywords that come up. And as soon as I hear that, like, I'm looking for an honest no, an honest and trustworthy bleh, block. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee they're going to be a scammer and uh, that also takes a lot of time sometimes I have to to um go through their profiles and take mm -hmm. a look and like is this actually a real person and you have to be careful because there's unfortunately many people out there who want yeah. to take advantage of of people well okay any other thoughts or questions now I'm all thinking about how ticklish your feet are and I think you should do tickling content because that's huge. Oh, is it? It's huge. Okay, I will try one. Oh my gosh, they're so like just talking about my feet kind of makes me feel like ticklish and jittery inside. That's why I've never allowed anyone to touch them. And I'm, I'm thankful to my, um, you know, my friend for showing me that you can gently handle feet and it can be seductive. So absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure that we get all of the ways that people can contact you. So you're going to send me a list and I'm going to post it for the notes for the podcast. Um, it's the What Bird Are You podcast. And we will let anyone listening know how they can get in touch with you for foot content or just take a look at, at the work that you're doing. And um, thank you for being inspiring. Oh, it's my pleasure. It was great meeting you.
It was great meeting you too. All right, well, have a good day. You too. Take Thanks. care. All right, bye-bye.